<laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell. I am here in hell. It's a hot one today. I'm Ooh. with Ian Fidance, who we've both been sitting in the same building for a good 20 solid minutes. Oh, yeah. Without knowing we both were here. It's and a very conservative estimate. <laughs> I think it was like a half hour. <laughs> I was like, you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm outside. Didn't realize outside was right outside. Well, I said I was outside smoking, which would entail being outdoors. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to smoke in buildings in New York City anymore because of fucking... Giuliani. You um, were just sitting in the lobby while I was in the studio patiently waiting. And you know yes. what? It made us closer. Yes. Um, Ian Fidance. I'm looking at your website. Haven't read it yet, but let's let's <laughs> let's read it now. Ian Fidance is an offbeat yet upbeat New York City comic from Delaware. Yes. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, upbeat means positive, And that's also a reference to ska because in ska it's played with upbeats. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're getting, anyway, we're getting I'm a niche. big fan of ska music. <laughs> uh, and offbeat means, you know, off the beaten path, kind of like weird a little. So I'm offbeat yet upbeat. Do you think you're weird? I didn't know I was weird until <laughs> like recently. And it's so funny because my best friend in high school was like the biggest weirdo. Yeah. And I thought that like everyone thought like, oh, Ian's the straight guy and he's <laughs> the crazy guy. And it's like, no, everyone was like, oh, here comes two legitimately crazy people. <laughs> and I had no idea that I was weird. You thought you were keeping him safe. I thought everyone else was fucking weird <laughs> and fucking, you know, Looney Tunes. And then all of a sudden I found out that the call was coming from inside the house yeah. the whole time. You know, weird is a social construct. And I love weird people. And that's why I have you. Well, thank you. Your Nikki Glazer has said he's on a short list of people who have made me pee laughing. Yes. I love that she needs to say, you know, it's pretty much short only list. two people. <laughs> yes, yes. Because um, her vagina's still tight. She's yes. like 36. Yes. Or I forget. But um, a power act by Dave Attell, mm -hmm. even opening for him. And radio yes. legend Ron Bennington called you one of the most unique co comics working today. I thought when I first read that it said the most unique. Unique working comics. I do work in a very unique way, I guess. How do you work? I don't know. <laughs> I get most of my work done when I'm walking from my apartment to the train. And on the train is when I'm frantically like answering emails, booking, like editing things. And then when I'm in my apartment, I'm like, well, I'll just talk, sing songs to my cat for seven hours. So we bond because um, you have a very adorable cat, Samson. Yes. If he was you. ugly, I don't know if we'd be here right now. I don't know if I'd be here right now. I'd be trying to return him. <laughs> <laughs> Has he changed your life at all? An incredible amount. Right? Yeah, I had never committed bestiality before <laughs> I had this cat. I kiss him on his lips. I kiss my cat. <laughs> yeah, like, and they don't love it. He loves it. He, he when likes I come his home, mustache. When I come home, he hops up to wherever I am, and if I don't pay attention to him, he rolls on his belly in front of me and just looks at me. <laughs> and then I go up and I just... And then I rub my mustache on his okay. on his mustache. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have the a really boys. close relationship. Yes. The boys. Yes. You're comfortable with your sexuality, aren't you? Very much so. I Yeah. I, re I, don't, I mean, I don't know too much about you and your dating world. Mm -hmm. But um, are I you wasn't for years. Why? 
Because there was a closeted half homosexual. <laughs> can you? Can I say that? Was that a fa- anyway? No, you can say whatever you want. It's fucking America, okay? When did this turn into you know Guantanamo Bay? I didn't even pronounce it Guantanamo. <laughs> sounds like a Beach Boys song. <laughs> sounds like a town in Long Island. Guantanamo. It sounds like an Italian <laughs> restaurant that I want to go to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Jersey Shore. Um, but you're from Jersey. No, I'm from Delaware. Whatever. Anyway. You just read it in my bio, you illiterate bitch. What the hell's the matter with you? (laughs) He's a New York City comedian from Wilmington, Delaware. So so tell me, you're from from Jersey. Jersey. What was that like? Literally, me and Chris were just bonding over being from Delaware. <laughs> You're like, so, you know what? Jersey, huh? How do I say I don't care in the <laughs> nicest way possible? You just did. <laughs> so, no, I actually really do care. I care about you because you like cats. But also, this is fascinating to me. I've, I've, people have talked, don't you love to hear what other comics talk about you? I guess, yeah. It's going to be painful, but I oh feel boy, like... Oh, boy, here we go. No, what do they no say? everyone loves you. Everyone's like, Ian's great, Ian's great. And then there's some rumors where people are like, I think he's bi. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. When did you realize you were bi? Well, when did I realize I was, like, what bisexual is? Or when did I realize that when I was attracted to the fellas? That. Uh, probably, you know, like sneaking under the bathroom stall in first grade to rub dicks with another boy in my class. And then when he touched my penis in front of a group of people, I chased him and punched him and he didn't come back to school the next year. Probably around then. (laughs) (laughs) I love the down low stories because like the mass toxic masculinity is so huge right now. I can't even say it. Yeah. It's like, well, I think it all comes from the fact that more people than are willing to admit uh, had homosexual experiences so that they feel that if they get rejected from a woman, then that makes them uh, more gay and they have to repress that. So like if you reject me, the stakes are higher because that makes me closer to being gay because I've done these gay acts. So I have to act out when in reality they would just feel so much better. They're like, you're not a bitch. I just jerked off my friend, Steve. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, that makes so much sense. But you've also, is it a different kind of attraction to men and women? Like, do you have to be in a different kind of mood? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, so, you know, it's something I like struggled with my whole life and, and, um, just that like push and pull and like, what does it mean? And that, like, I very much so was like, um, self-hating mm-hmm. and like uh you know i had to be like i was kind of like a like like a dexter of of gayness you know growing up people. well i had to like you know uh i was like Hide committing blowjob crimes and then helping solve them in public you know like i'd be like oh my god gee, i think that guy's gay well gays <laughs> are weird huh and i'd be like oh now god. if you don't mind me i have to go home and wrestle <laughs> I have to be early to wrestling practice. <laughs> you must have been so hyper aware of. So hyper aware. Because it's like you're dealing with two. I mean, legitimately, like. You're trying to fuck girls and fuck dudes. And the energies must have been insane because you never had a group that you could just feel calm around. Without a doubt. It was constantly on edge. Uh, if someone even grabbed my cell phone, I would lose my mind because <gasps> I was afraid they would see the no-no things that I kept hitting on you're my naughty. phone. You're <laughs> naughty. And uh, very, and um, <laughs> I, I'm a complete pervert, but I have a heart of gold and I would never cross a Why line. Why do you think you're a pervert? Because I've always just been like a sexual deviant. Mm-hmm. In turn, like I just love like 
armpits and smells <laughs> like not normal cats. things and cats, <laughs> you know, but uh, now and, and and I think I've realized through time and like therapy and introspection and reflection that I'm not because I, I could never like date a guy because mm-hmm. I'm not fucking gay and I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I don't th- I've tried to like, you know, be intimate with men, but it's not something I could do. Um, I just don't. It, that's not in me. So I, I very much feel like a you mean emotionally connection intimate. emotionally. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Interesting. I, so I'm, I'm manic depressive. I'm, I'm bipolar and a big uh, part of being bipolar is acting out sexually. Wow. So um, that's like a symptom of, of bipolar. And I've noticed that um, it's almost like I've, I've, you know how women can like sync their periods to the moon yeah. and they, but they have to like take their temperature and look at the time. Mm-hmm. And when did the sunrise? Mm-hmm. I've done that, but with, uh, you know, fucking men <laughs> like, uh, okay. So when you have turn I, into a werewolf? when, when have I, I literally have turned into a where like, like I, it's just like a full moon. I'm like, Oh, Oh, I need penis. You know, but instead of waking up, like coming out of the woods naked, covered in blood, I'm just like covered in cum and hand sanitizer coming out of a guy's apartment in Lower East Side. Like, what happened? I was straight last night. I feel like it's so, I fucking think this is so cool. And I hate that word because it's so general, but it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Who do you think about when you jerk off? Well, it all depends because, you know, jerking off was like so shameful in and of itself, because um, the majority of my family died when I was younger, and every adult's uh, response to that was like, "Well, they're with you forever now. That's they're with you all the time. That's good. They're now. watching over you." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna figure out my body to like things I've been told are evil my whole life." So, <laughs> were you religious, Dad? Uh, I I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. and um, but. I like when I felt such a kinship to like God and Jesus mm-hmm. and like I wanted to be a priest like I in order to punish me when I was little my parents would take away like my picture Bible like I just loved God, oh God. like I loved God Well, Jesus is kind of hot and were you like a little into attraction well I was maybe? really well here it is <laughs> I was into Samson I was into Samson and Delilah I had a cartoon Bible and Samson was just so hot and then Delilah was hot and I was like well why not combine the two you know, <laughs> this is fascinating. So, what type of guys are you attracted to versus what type of girls? Uh, black dancers. <laughs> Those are the Both. kind of fellas I'm, oh, I'm into. Guys, wow. Yeah. yeah, I've only ever been with black guys. Flamboyant dancers or like masculine dancers? Masculine, uh, like muscular. Straight dudes. guys? No, I've I mean, never. I've not. never been into like a friend. Yeah, I, it's always been like. Interestingly enough, every like guy that I've gotten with has some sort of like kind of looks like the first guy I was with that I think I was like in love with. But oh. I, so it's just always been like me trying to find him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, so like, yeah, I, Are I don't most know. of them a hundred percent gay or all kinds of sp- all over the spectrum. Um, no, they're all gay. What do you, I, f- how do you feel about lesbians? T- they're great. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, you know, t- turned a woman into one (laughs) years ago what what's your type for um girls um man so like 
You know, as we said, I'm from Delaware. And if I can think back to my boner origin story, <laughs> it was very much like uh, workout instructional videos because oh, <laughs> like, they were next to the wrestling section at the West Coast video. Like aerobics? So, yeah, yeah. So I would be like, I want to look at the wrestling videos. But then I would just get like kid boners to the workout <laughs> section. So so it was all like hot pink spandex, uh-huh. teased blonde hair. So, You're like, so connected to I'm your childhood. So, uh, very much, yes. <laughs> Everything goes back to childhood. So, like, anytime I see, like, hot acrylic pink nails or, like, fishnets, I'm like, woo, ladies and gentlemen, start your boners. But that's your, like, physical initial. What about, like, Or, like, I like tattoos. Like, if I see, like, um, a rosary tattooed around your thigh, I will kick my grandmother in the esophagus to just, like, smell your hair. Like, that's my kind of gal, you know. How are you doing with emotional intimacy? This um, is a therapy session, by the way. Emotional intimacy, you know, I... Because um, I feel like physically you you are ready to go. With anything, yeah. yeah. I seek emotional intimacy, but it also scares me, you know. So I think that's why I've, I've acted out sexually so much, because when you do that, there's no risk of the emotional intimacy. And I've, I found that, you know, with the bipolar thing, mm-hmm. I would act out sexually... And it's much easier to get guys. And, you know, I said that whole thing about like jerking off yeah. with like shame and everything. Like yeah. I used to jerk off and pray at the same time to like ask for forgiveness because I was yeah. doing such like, a sinful act. I feel like so many people have done that. Well, I mean, it'll people- really fuck you up when you're coming and saying an Our Father at the same time. <laughs> you know? And then all your like aunts and uncles, ghosts, they're just yeah. watching you. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, God. Some and, are cheering, some are yeah, jerking yeah, off yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jimi Hendrix is in heaven. It's like, that's your boy. And everyone's like, I don't know that kid. <laughs> you know? Is his dick okay? I don't yeah. know. We'll see. And uh, and so, yeah. And and I, I realize that like, it's much easier to get a guy to your place. You can order a guy to your house like seamless, you know? So wow. it's much easier to do that than to go out and get a chick. And so I would just like fuck eyes and then that continues the shame spiral going, you know, but then when I feel like euphoric and manic, that's when I want to like feel powerful and like, Mm. you know, like I can like get your energy from like, like a sexual conquest. So Mm -hmm. I have to like keep that in mind because, you know, I abuse everything like alcohol and drugs. So I have Mm -hmm. to like keep that in check. It's interesting bipolar, how it, it's in different parts of your life. It's not just like, sometimes I'm moody. It's almost like your because your sexuality is like Mm -hmm. this dual energies that you're you have two sides yeah. to you. And I mean, a lot of bipolar is that like extremeness. Yeah. Um, when did you realize that you were suffering from it? I don't know. I, I just thought everyone did. I thought yeah. everyone was like, you know, wildly energetic. And then they would just like crash for like a week mm-hmm. and then like couldn't go outside or like not mm-hmm. talk to anyone. I was like, why is it just, you know, why Bill won't answer the phone? <laughs> he's going through it too. <laughs> you know, there's he's like with his family. But you're medicated like, now? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so much better. And, and I, I don't know. It's like, um, you know, I, I've always kind of been like, an effeminate little gay boy, but I feel like I'm like, uh, I'm like a uh, sensitive alpha. You yeah. Know? It's so funny. Like I didn't, I didn't get gay vibes from you at all. I know, which has been weird. Cause I never, I've never felt like in that community or like, cause I don't like, I can't just like go out and like 
dance. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Just like forget boys. That, yeah, like I dance. can't. Like I, that's not like. Ugh, I feel. I really well, I feel like, like the that. energy I got from you. I wasn't like immediately trying to be like, ooh, what's his sexuality? Yeah. But I just got like a lot of Ian. Like yeah. you just are, you're a very well, unique person. I, I don't even know Ian. if I'm bisexual. I think I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just very horny. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I'm fascinated talking to you because I'm like such a fucking vanilla. Like mm-hmm. I've only fucked like stupid athletes and like uh-huh. had like a bunch of like monogamous relationships. Look at you. You're like uncomfortable just hearing no, no, it. No, no, it's my back. Okay. My back. I, I threw my back out. I'm, I'm in such massive pain. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I, I was like vanilla back. sex and you were like, oh God. No, no, yeah, yeah. That's a visceral reaction. Like, oh, missionary, get out of here. Oh, God. Also, How do you not <laughs> spit on each other? I don't understand it. No, I recently like was so into this guy who was, he was like this male model, whatever. Oh and he God. was like, I just want to spit in your mouth. I want you to spit it back in my mouth. And I want to just like tie you up and shit. Was this like texting? To my face. Oh, in the moment? And I'm, During sex? No, we haven't oh. had sex. And I'm a very confident flirter. Uh-huh. I am all talk. And the yeah. second you're like, okay, let's fuck in the bathroom. I'm like, oh my yeah, God, oh my God. Yeah. I guess like I also didn't rebel at all in sexual ways. Like I was, um, I was like playing sports my whole life. And at one point my parents were like, when I was 18, I had a boyfriend and they were like, yeah, he can sleep over. Do like, just, just like stop obsessing over tennis so much. That's so weird. I'm so sorry. I I mean, who am I to say things are weird? (laughs) You know, I'm 35 and I'm obsessed with ska and I wear rings. So take what I say with a grain of salt. All guys (laughs) who wear rings are fucking freaky. Yeah. That's all I know about life. Well, it's funny when I started wearing like, cause I wore rings when I was younger and then I stopped. Yeah. And then ever since I wore rings, it's like helped me become more of myself of like, it's okay to do hand movements. Yeah. <laughs> a little know? jazz hand didn't hurt yeah. nobody. Be the little gay conductor. It's okay. But it's so, you know? you're not, you're not that person though. Like you're so much more complex than that. Yeah. And not that it's you. not complex to just be that gay boy, yeah. but every gay boy, every straight boy is their own complexity of so many fucking spectrums. I, people always say that I have a very masculine energy to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, is it your energy or your voice? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I'm calling you. Or is it your chin hair? <laughs> is it your but five o'clock <laughs> shadow at noon? <laughs> so what do you think about me? What do you mean? Are you attracted to me at all? Are you looking to see? <laughs> He's looking at <laughs> see, I was looking at your ass on the way in here. I was like, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm wearing my wide leggers, uh-uh. so they're not like cupping anything. Are those anything. mom jeans? Or yeah. Or those like pipe? These are like. Um, man rejection jeans. This is what when I'm those? like, I had a weekend. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to walk around. I don't need any funny business. Uh-huh. But yeah, I find myself like I was raised in a very like gender neutral household where what? like my parents would never be like, you look like a princess. You're so pretty. Oh. It was very just like wear whatever you want, do whatever you want. You want to play sports, do that. But just like when I finally was like, guys, I have a boyfriend. They were like, oh, we're so happy for you. You oh, see, there's nice. other things in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like obsessive about shit. Yeah. Like you, you under, you'd understand that. Yeah. But I always feel like I think women are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not emotionally attracted to them because I feel like. The same kind of like fluttery feeling or excitement I get with like a crush that I've mm-hmm. for a guy I've like never felt for a woman. Mm-hmm. But like I'm kind of hating men right now mm-hmm. in this, you know, in this time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all like in your face. There's a, you know, men are just it's <laughs> there's um 
there's some men who are just annoying the fuck out of me recently. Uh, why? It's like, I think some men aren't handling like women being successful well. Really? I think some men are not comfortable with their own masculinity. Yes. And it's made dating kind of annoying for me sometimes. How so? I feel like some guys, like if I'm making more money than them or if I like I'm getting more attention than them, it's mm-hmm. a specific kind of man mm. that... um can be annoying to mans. Interesting. So maybe cause you're going for like alpha dogs yeah. that are in like male dominated, like I have to succeed to prove my value. That's what I am. And then when you match that energy, they don't like that. You're fucking smart. Yeah. Well, also society <laughs> and the rings are doing something. I don't know what yet. You're, do- you're adorable right now because you're in so much pain. Thank you. But it, it makes your comedy better, I think. Oh, thanks, the pain I really. Maybe, <laughs> I'll be a, maybe I'll be a pain comic. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so unique. I'm one of the only working comics that is willing to be in pain on stage. I, on, the, on the train over here, I was like, how am I going to do my spots? And I guess I'm going to have to like preface my set with like, look. I'm having back spasms. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> and standing and sitting both equally hurt. Wait, you have to go to chiro- a chiropractor. I don't know what I have to do. Have you ever gone? I took ibuprofen that no, I got for free. No, have you ever gone to a chiropractor? I have. I think they're jam doctors. My, I was going through what you're going through right now, and they it's just like something in your spine is off. I'm going to give you a guy. Well, you know how sad it is? I think I heard it by bending over to install a printer in my I apartment. thought you were going to have a hot sex story, and I'm disappointed. No, but it is Why funny do you have a printer? When I was having sex, it was like the only time it didn't bother me. I was <laughs> like, I can compartmentalize that. You know? Uh, oh, because, dude, so, you know, I'm on Nikki's show every week, and I was talking on air about how, like, you know, I... I need a printer and I would use my old roommates and he would get annoyed with me. And then I go to like the FedEx of my neighborhood and their yeah. most incompetent staff Holy I've ever God. experienced in my entire life. Like straight up, they will have conversations while I'm standing there <laughs> waiting to be served. And they're like, I don't understand why he get mad that I'm late. You know, I'm going to be late every day. And if you expect it, why are you going to be mad when I am? May I help also, you? As a millennial, I have no fucking clue how FedEx works. So when I go in there, I'm just like, eh? and they just kind of expect you to know that like you're supposed to buy tape. If you're and working you're somewhere, <laughs> why are you going to get mad at me for going to you to do things and ask questions. that your job is made for? You have to turn the computer on for me to use it to print because my roommate <laughs> won't let me use his printer. So why are you going to get mad at me when you get to flick a button? Giselle? <laughs> you're also right because... Everyone else who has day jobs has the printer there. Yes. We don't. Yes. And that's why I never return anything because I can't print the return. Well, it's ironic because I I had a job fixing printers in the city. Are you kidding me? No. You probably have one here. A Pitney Bowes machine that you put your face. I've never seen a face like that before. You were so confused. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's a machine. It's a mail meter. So you put your letters through it so it stamps the postage on it so you don't have to take it to the post office. Yeah. It There's just specialized does that or does printer. a lot of things. It's basically that. So it's a specific kind of printer that you yes. would service. Yes. Can you do copy machines? No. Okay. And no it- clue. Just those printers. But they're like Time Warner. It breaks all the time and they're only gig in town. So you always have work. Wow. So it was great. Why'd you stop? Because uh, I um, started making money in comedy. So I, I quit. Hell yeah. But it was it was a pretty neat job but i do want to say from what you said before i think society 
tells men and women that like there's one kind of male and mm-hmm. it's the alpha male. He's the yes. prince. He saves the princess. He has the money. Yes. He's in control. He's very muscular. He's yes. tall. And then like. And we just want to fuck him. And we just want to fuck Ooh. him, both of us. <laughs> but also part of you, do you want to be him too? Well, I always felt less than because I wasn't that. And um, a lot of my friends were very like, um, even like, you know, I was always like the sensitive, like gay boy. Like I was always called a fag, not because I like was gay. Mm -hmm. Little did they know what I was doing behind the scenes. (laughs) But just because I was like sensitive or yeah. like, you know, like reflective. But what, what about my, you know, I feel or like, have you ever thought about when you say that it hurts someone like you a faggot? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, but it, right now I'm just being a person. When you did know? you come out? Uh, it, like publicly this when podcast. I was 32. 32. Yeah, just now. Yeah. And you're 35 now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, 31. I came out in, um. Uh, like October of 2016. How'd you do it? Uh, through a massive amount of therapy and then taking friends aside one by one. And um, then, because it got to a point where like, and it's all because of comedy really, because like I want to be as truthful and honest yes. as possible on stage. And in order to do that, I have to be as truthful and honest in my personal life. And I reached this wall with my comedy where I was like, what am I even talking about? Like, if, if I'm not talking about this, I'm like denying a huge, huge part of my life. And like, you know, so I started talking about it and, th- and and I used to do this thing where I would like see a therapist and I'd work up the courage to like tell them and then I'd cancel and never go back because I was like afraid of dealing with it or like what they would say. Like, But you hit that first part where you tell them, but then you didn't want to live in it. Yes, yeah, so I would never go back, you know, and um, I, you know started talking about it and then I had a mental breakdown because I never thought I thought I was gonna <laughs> I, th- I thought I was gonna die with <laughs> that like information why. like I thought I was gonna you take made that a to decision with yourself like you signed a, a deal with the devil and you're like I'm not gonna address this part of me and we're good oh yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna die with that and then like you know I was in like um like a trans bar during the pulse nightclub shooting and I had this oh, moment shit. of like you know if god forbid you know, because, like, things would happen on the street or whatever, you know, because I would cruise a lot. So I was, like, a big-time cruiser. What's that? Cruising is when you um, go and pick up a guy on the street and then go and, like, hook up in the park or, like, in a bathroom somewhere. And you can and just like, tell by eye contact if they're yeah. down. This yeah. is fascinating! Yeah. What is the eye movement? It's just, like, um, you're walking and you're, like... And then you walk past each other. And then when you look back at each other you just go and talk and you'd find a place to go fuck and so i would cruise all the time and it's Any also a very mostly at night sometimes you'd why well, I'd, I'd go to like glory holes during the day mm-hmm. um but uh it's a very scary thing because you know you don't know if this person is um someone that is gonna you know beat you up or you don't know if while Rob you're you. together you're gonna get caught and beat up you know like and just in the street and stuff before. do it in public. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in the street before, just, like, you know, whatever. Like, you would get circled by, like, a group of guys or whatever. And, and you know, it was, like, scary. And then, like, when that pulsing happened, I was like, damn. Like, that would just be so heartbreaking for me to get murdered in, like, a gay bar. And then have everyone in my life be like, what? What was he doing there? Like, and then have me not like be in control of that. Like, it your death. 
Well, yeah, but also like my mom just being like, what? Like yeah. I never knew. Why didn't he feel comfortable enough sharing with me? You know? Yeah. And uh, so I was like, man, I got to start to like get honest, you know? And then I was like, clearly like, I'm going to get found out when I start sobbing when all these gay people are getting murdered and everyone's like, why do you care so much? I'm just like, I, I love human life, you know? <laughs> what <laughs> you know? an ally. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What an ally, <laughs> little did they know, the you know? One ally. I'm going to Stonewall for a memorial, but also to cruise, you know? <laughs> and um, I, uh, yeah, so I just had to kind of get honest about it. And then, like, because I, I had resigned myself to the fact that for my entire life, no one would ever know. Go to the grave. Mm -hmm. The fact that I not only told people about it, but people loved me. Like, I truly thought my whole thing was self um, uh, presser preservation. Pre yes, yeah, self preservation. Remember when you were like, you're really smart? <laughs> my whole thing was like self preservation. So my thing was like, okay, well, um, you know, people are dying around me. I don't ever want to lose anyone again. If I tell someone this, they're going to go away. So just be what they want me to be so that I will not lose them. So I was so afraid of being like, hey, like, you know, this and that. And they'd be like, oh, I don't want to be like your friend anymore. Like, we're your fan. We don't want to be. Because I also had like really homophobic um like uh, aunts and uncles, you know? Yeah, you had to have and, people um, in your head telling you that this oh, was for sure. fucked up. And uh, like I had an uncle that at at the beach, we'd like see guys make out and be like, look at that. You see, isn't that disgusting? And I'd be like, that's so gross and even grosser what it's doing to my body. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, like, so, so then so then when people were like, I love you, yeah. like you can be whatever you want. I, I was like, what? This is, it doesn't align with. This thing I built up in my head for decades. And also that it broke you're my brain. Probably so much more likable when you take this like wall that you've had up to protect yeah. yourself and you're get, like there's nothing that makes people more loving and comfortable around you than you being comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I found that like Totally, you're totally right. I'm I agree with your how comedy's helped you where like I'm new to stand up and I'm like doing my first couple jokes, whatever, yeah, yeah. and I've been talking to other stand ups and they're like, Yeah, it's funny, but like when are you gonna talk yeah. about your real shit? Yeah. And that's when now I have to reflect. Do you feel like do you like have to come out to audiences all the time? Well, I mean I, have I have about material it? on it, you know, and I don't do it all the time, but definitely writing material about it helped, you know. And um more so I'd like to get in the meat of it of like what it was like having secrets, what that did to me, whatever. Instead of just like the surface level fact of like, you know, I'd cruise around and, you know, because, because also too, I'm very much not what the LGBT community wants. Like I'm very much like, I always had a hard time on like queer shows cause mm -hmm. I'm not a part of that. I'm not like a sissy yes queen, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't fit in that box of like the, um, gay guy that makes you feel like, I, I don't know that like I can be like safe week. Like the one of the girls. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I very much don't come off like that and it can almost come off as like offensive because I, you like know, you're rejecting like, their culture. Yeah, but I'm not. It's like at the same time, like I'll fucking murder someone if they hurt you, you know, yeah. but I'm also not going to be like, 
you know, and, and even that, like calling that kind of affectation or that personality weak, like, you know, for better or worse, I feel like a big part of being, uh, in that community is being like, kind of like catty and whatever. And I'm not really that. And like, mm -hmm. I'd like gone to like gay bars and, and stuff. And like, I guess, yeah, I, I just don't fit into the box of what people expect. And, and you want. felt not accepted by some Totally, totally. And like, I've even had like gay comics after I get off stage being like, wow, give it up for like. Uh, the only con like give it up for for the guy that gives gay people a bad name or like stuff Ew. like that and I'm like man Damn. and finally I had the balls enough to like go up to after show I was like I was like don't ever fucking say that again I was like you're the reason why I've never felt comfortable in that community write a fucking joke don't use me as as a jumping off point for your act when you can't even come up with a joke on your own it's like don't fucking disrespect me like that again. And, Good for you. Um, yeah, That's and then awesome. he like you know started crying, and then I had to go on and be like, it's okay, it's all right, you know. You guys, we have Andrew Collin on the podcast just coming in to say hi. Say something to the little devils, okay? And then I'm hanging up on you. Make it okay. good. Um, I just think uh, Ian's a great guy, and. Uh, <laughs> Beneath that mustache is a really nice man. <laughs> <laughs> but what about on top of the mustache? No, that's a dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll call you later. Thank you, Bubby. And I love you, Hannah, even though you have um, bigger arms than me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of toxic masculinity... Ah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's something I'm trying to figure out, and I, I think I have missteps, and I fall short a lot, and I'm just trying to, like, understand a lot of things, and, you know, but it's 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 interesting to, like, be able to view things from, like, um, a uh, kind of, like, um, undercover point of view in a way. You know? I mean, how did you even learn about cruising? I don't know. It's like how do ants know how to build an anthill? It's just like inside of them, you know? I, I feel like, like there's all this cool underground shit going on that I'm just fucking swiping well, my Instagram Well, because I, I had to secretly yeah. uh, figure it out growing up. Yeah. I, had to, I had to weed out who I could fool around with in my classes. So you have this secret language. And us learn. girls are just like... <laughs> Missing you know? it all. Yeah. I love all the download stories. And I don't know, part of it makes but me happy, though, that people are, like, getting what they want. You know, it's so funny. I can pick up on a vibe from a guy in a heartbeat. Oh, I love that. But from a girl, uh -huh. you could beat me over the head with your pussy. And I'd be like, I think she just wants to be friends. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I And, and I think that's because I, like, I do desire women. I do secretly want to be with a man. It does make me nervous. Mm -hmm. And I was always the guy that, like, would fall in love with his best friend yeah. because I like you know desire that connection like my best case scenario is like falling in love with like my best friend of like yeah. oh my god how did this happen you know yeah and so but, you do but have I emotions still, towards men oh I mean I I had emotions towards a guy but they were always rejected and I wonder if that kind of made me just like be like, all right, this is territory. only going to be sexual with guys for the rest yeah. of my life. And then now I'm just like, man. Do you, you see You know, it's like, it's like trying to learn, like, Spanish when you're 50. It's like, mm -hmm. well, I kind of miss a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you feel, do you envision yourself in the future being married with kids? I don't know. I can't think past my, like, avails in July. <laughs> 
let alone my future. You know what I mean? I'll get so stressed out and like ruin my mind. I can't think. <laughs> but that I also ahead. think that's a smart way to think. Like I get stressed out when people ask me yeah. those questions. Yeah. But you're 35. 35 is a man's prime. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm just now figuring out who I am. Mm-hmm what I am, what I want, what I like, what I don't like, what I'll put up with, what I won't put up with, which, you know, kind of bugs me about, you know, young people being so sure of like what they are and who they identify as. Cause it's like, look, like as like someone who's been through a ton of it, like I can assure you, like things will change, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. But to, you know, like align yourself with a certain, like, belief or feeling or whatever with all the conviction in the world i respect convictions but you also have to know that like sometimes things change like i and and that's you know good to know is is that we can change and everything and i'm just trying to figure it all out and when you say change you mean being able to be yourself more yeah or like put your guard down or figure out like who you really are as opposed to like who you think people want you to be I always think like the whole concept of coming out is so weird to me that like imagine if you weren't into dudes Mm -hmm. but you still had all these sexual deviancies but you were expected to say hey mom I like to sniff armpits and you had to tell everyone it's basically you just have to tell people what you're into in bed well it's weird because you're when you're like bi it's like everyone's kind of thing is like yeah who cares and you're like on one hand you're like yeah and then on the other hand it's like I care but then on the other hand it's like why is your sexuality anyone's business like why is it anyone's business what I do in bed it's literally what coming out is is just being like hey mom and dad I like to fuck that I mean it does see emotions too but for you it's a lot physical yeah but also it I can understand and I do get that it's like not so much like what I do in bed but Mm -hmm. more so like who I am as a person and this might and and like for my mom like she was like I always, always knew something was not off, but there was like a sadness inside of you that I could never patch up or fix. Mm -hmm. And ever since I've been honest about who I am, it has mended our relationship so much and like skyrocketed us to another level, even in all my relationships. How has it affected your addictions? Um, I found that I don't need anything to escape anymore. You know, I, I, I think I was using drugs and alcohol to like escape and like put that away and like drink it away Mm -hmm. or like use anger fighting to like me, you know, like, oh, Aaron Hernandez thing I can relate to so much. And I have like jokes about it. Do you think he was bi? Without a doubt. Yeah. Which is totally fine. But you know, he was, it was ingrained in him that that's like not what you are. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I come from a very loving mother and father, but, you know, unfortunately my dad died when I was younger and I was mm-hmm. just raised with my mom and mm-hmm. I was kind of with a lot of different family members. And from them, I got these like signals and it, it very much plays into, you know, your psyche and everything. And, and I'm just, you know, he got hit in the head a million times. So yep. he went out and killed other people. And I'm just fortunate where he and I, I can say felt the same way about that secrecy and everything. So the only person I wanted to kill was myself. Yeah. No, that makes that's the most logical thing that you just said. No, the self hate. Like he <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Oh, and then he kicked himself in the back. <laughs> the Aaron Hernandez thing was it's it was it's crazy. also funny because people were like, you know what? Don't smoke marijuana because that's the only drug he was doing, and they started killing people. But I think he did oh, more yeah. more drugs than that. Yeah. What was your drug of choice? Alcohol. I used that 
addictively like the way I drank alcohol is the way a heroin addict shot heroin. Just like couldn't stop all the time, do whatever it took Would to get it. Would you bomb on stage because you were hammered? No, I started comedy when I was sober. Oh, I started comedy when I was living in a halfway house in Delaware. Are you sober now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I start from everything. And then I started drinking and I would bomb. And then like, it's that thing of like, I would talk about being sober when I was drunk. And like, that's, nobody wants that. People want to know about your shit after you've overcome it. Nobody wants to know about it when you're going through it. That is interesting. You know, like yeah. nobody, it, it's just weird for everyone. And and you can get there. It's like there, too intimate for them. You can get there, you can master it, but it takes like years and decades as like a newer comic to just be on stage and be like, yeah, like my mom beat me and God, I lost everything this weekend. I'm actually homeless because I got like so drunk. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> What's the matter? Get over it. Attend to yourself personally before you throw this on us. Is he okay? Yeah. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. But, but at um, least you're being honest. Yeah. But I mean, what is it worth being honest without humor in the context of comedy. A hundred percent. They're like, we you want know. you to make clown jokes. We don't want to cry for help. Yeah. You're probably very interesting to date, like as a woman dating you. Mm-hmm. How do you think that you're different than like the average straight dude that a girl Well, because will date? I think when women start dating average straight guys, they don't demand an AIDS test. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that might be like the number one difference. Either I tell them or they just do a modicum of research on me. (laughs) Which is like incredibly, you know, because of every fucking podcast or fucking seeing my act or like reading about me, you know. Yeah. So like that Maybe that makes it do you think it makes it easier? I guess, but it's also like a weird thing of like someone knowing stuff about you before you have the control of the narrative. Hundred percent. You know. Or like having an idea of you or whatever, but um, you know, I I, I try to be open and honest, but mm-hmm. I I don't reveal it in like the, f- I very much don't reveal like a lot about me in the beginning of dating, which is so funny because I I am such a like open, open book, book in terms of comedy, you know, but um, do you think that you're more in touch with their feelings than most other men? As you said, I mean, I don't want to speak for other guys, but I think I can say yes. I, you know, I, I think I've had to, to, in order to survive, if I didn't, I would have put a, you know, I'd have pulled the trigger and I put a gun in my mouth years ago. So many, yeah, yeah, that happens. And and that, and that's my thing too, of like, I think guys have to have more conversations with each other and just not, cause I, I've, you know, like I, I was talking to a friend of mine she was like, you know, my brother all, I'm like, what are you and your friends talking about? she's like, he goes like sports. It's like. Well, have a talk during halftime, you know, <laughs> like have, you know, there's so many like breaks in the game, but like, beer at the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, bro, just like feelings check. How are you? <laughs> you Wellness know? check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wellness check. Yeah. But, but I also That's think fascinating that, to me. What? No, just, you're right. I, I always would ha- talk to guys like, you know, when you have a crush on someone, like, let's say like I have a crush on a comic and Andrew Colin is hanging out with him. I'll be like. Do you say anything like yeah, yeah, yeah. about me or like is he dating anyone? He's like, no. I'm like, do you say anything? Yeah. And you know we hung out once. Anything? Yeah. No. Uh, what'd you guys talk about? Yeah. No, I just said his joke was good. This is always yeah. every dude's conversation. Yeah. Where girls, the second I see a girl, I'm like, how are we feeling emotionally? Who are you seeing? Who are yeah, you dating? Yeah, yeah. How is everything? How is your? Well, diet? I think that's what? a bit much too. I think there has to be a <laughs> oh, balance. Yeah, there has to be. <laughs> There's ba- gotta be. I know. Girls I know. Are like, are you okay? I know. I know, I'm I know, not. I am not. <laughs> 
and then we just like believe our own sorrows. Right, like, right. Isn't it hard out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Are you tired? I'm tired. Yeah. And guys are just like, sup? Yeah. Yeah, so man. But I, but and I if think you're like, like, hey, I like your shoes, it's like gay. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think, and and I think like. You know, as much as women are conditioned to act a certain way, I think men are conditioned to act a certain way as well. And I think that needs to be addressed. And I think that needs to be addressed with, you know, love and compassion the same way we're expected to treat women with love and compassion in the way that they're socialized. Yeah, like if you felt like you could check in with your bro and if he said something vulnerable that he's not going to be shat on, that he's going to be like, get in here. Yeah, yeah. I think hugging is so important. I think being able to hug your friends is so important because I think so much energy is transferred through a hug. And like, you know, I I think we all just want to be hugged. But from a young age, we're taught like men don't hug or like whatever. And it's like to be able to like hug and then when the person gets a little uncomfortable wants to pull away and you like pull them back in that I think that can be so much more therapeutic and can lead to empathy and understand like all my sensitive guy friends are you sure that they don't run away you know Hmm? you pull them back in when they try to get away well that's for a whole different type of hug (laughs) (laughs) that's a samson (laughs) (laughs) he never wants to get away oh he's so cute but i i think that's important i think i think it is happening more and more you know but i think like it's uh I don't know. There's there's power in a hug, and I think um, you know it's. Uh, I I think we're all trying to figure it out, and those little things can really mean something in a person's yeah. day. Like even just a smile in the subway, non creepy smile. I love Hulk that. I love a smile. And I a love nod. a random compliment. Yeah, I love a random compliment. Like a girl will stop me and be like, "I love your coat," mm-hmm. and I would just be like, "The humanity is gonna be okay." Yeah, I feel like a con- even a nice conversation. What I try to do when I'm at like um, a um, like a Seven Eleven or something, yeah, or like you know a checkout or whatever, and I'm like, hey, what, what's your name? And they're like, oh, I'm Hannah. I'm like, hey, Hannah, I'm Ian. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Like I like doing that because I feel like that makes someone go like, oh, yeah, cool. like they could be. In they're a not dark just place. someone doing a job and then giving you a whatever, and it's transactional. Well, yeah, it's like no a human one's moment. no one's above anyone. I think yeah. this whole Kobe Bryant thing, which we're all kind of shook by, is that this like hyper masculine, powerful, rich, the alpha, ultimate alpha male. Right. Life is so fragile, and yeah. it can be gone in a second. Yeah. This is a very aggressive movement you're making. Sorry, right I was, I was, I heard Alpha, and I had <laughs> to peacock. He was flexing his no, muscles. I, I was stretching. Um, and I think that for men to see that, it's like hug your fucking loved ones. Yeah. Um, before you die, we're gonna end yes. with one final game. Yes. The seven deadly sins. Oh boy. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? Oh my god. Um sometimes I'm greedy about people's time. Some um, peop- other people's time? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like I can be needy and I need to be in check about only talking about myself a lot. Oh. Like when I'm talking to a friend it's just like me 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 and I got to be more you 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 you. Do you feel like on dates you ask enough questions? Um, I don't really go on dates. <laughs> <laughs> I I, it's I just, just raise my eyebrows at people. Such a yeah. I just I mean, unless you call like blowing each other in a bush as a date. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I ask questions like, "Are you clean?" <laughs> I do. I do think as comics, we're trained to always be reflecting and observing and thinking about yes. ourselves. Yes. So it's like you have to consciously 
check and you th- also think you're the most fucking entertaining person ever so you're like yeah. why how are they not enjoying yeah me on this monologue yeah but i think in my friendships i have to be less needy in terms of um just obsessing about myself that's something i have to work on also, you're like opening for David Tell right now, and yeah. you have to kind of like step back with your own stuff because like you're there as like his opener, and mm-hmm. like it, do you find that it, that's helped you at all? Like, kind of reflect differently with yourself. What like, do you mean? Just being an opener for this incredible person. It's like you have to kind of be available for them at whenever they need you. Like, you don't necessarily put yourself. I don't, I don't know because he. Me and his relationship has kind of evolved into, you know, just like being really good buddies. And so it's more so like the opening is like a byproduct byproduct of getting to hang out with my friend. That's awesome. Um, Those relationships are important because you spend so much time with him. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're also very similar in the sense that, you know, we both chain smoke and drink coffee and stay Mm -hmm. up and then like. But I have to put the kibosh on some hangs because I'm like, I can't be up till six and then be somewhere at eight. And he can because he's like a robot that is just like programmed for jokes and being funny and could do it. And I'm like, I got to recharge my computer. I'm not that great. What is one thing that he's really like taught you or inspired you since Um, knowing him? I think like listening, which is funny because I was just saying how I talk about myself a lot. But in terms of like in the moment on stage being present enough to listen because he's so quick and can make anything funny in that moment. And you have to be an incredible listener and thinker at the same time. So to sync up your listening ability with your reactive ability. So, but being able, it's like tennis at like volley, but to just like react so fast, you have to be so in tune with the moment. Yeah. They say like, if you hit a ball and you're just like focusing on that ball, you hit the second you hit, you have to be immediately aware of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that like differentiates like a great player versus like a beginner. Yeah. Um, great advice. Who are you envious of? Who am I envious of? Envy in terms of, um, in a negative way of like, oh yeah, because this is seven deadly sins. It could be, it could so. be either though. Like sometimes it's really just like I, they're inspirational. Like I want to do what they do, but you have sometimes there's a little jealousy that's just a note of like, oh I want that, and that's a note to myself. I don't know. I think I'm. I think uh, I'm envious of one of one of my oldest and dearest friends, uh, Corey, mm-hmm. because she's such a. Uh, little weirdo but like such a compassionate like loving kind person that's always like she works part-time at like a cat shelter she just got married to you know her long-term you know boyfriend of like nine years and yet she always seems to like be able to be there for me and for other people and you know she uh she's an incredibly kind soul and I'm I'm envious of that compassion and kindness all around the clock i love that too because yeah people can be great but like how many beautiful relationships have you had Mm. and how many people enhance your life and how care about you not just like idolize you yes well i think it's it for for me and what i'd like to do is um kind of touch as many things as i can while i'm here but not just touch it but leave a good fingerprint 
mm-hmm. on whatever I touch. Mm-hmm. And some of them maybe end in an orgasm. <laughs> what are you gluttonous I about? just want to make the world come. <laughs> yeah. And that answers that question. <laughs> so are you addicted to sex? Uh, without a doubt, yes. Yeah. And it can be a detriment to my well-being. And you prefer... This is like not masturbating. Like you want to fuck individuals. Yes. Not masturbating. Because sometimes I'll talk to friends and be like, how much do you jerk off a week? Like, Dude, I'm in like five times a day. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I do once. And I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> I can't do five. That's how old I am. I'm, 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 I'm sleeps older. right after he comes years old. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, without a doubt. And, and it, do you find other people who are like addicts too? And then you guys just kind of like feed into each other's stuff. Yeah. And that's not good, but it's very much a thing of self-sabotage because if I'm constantly worried about fucking and trying to get a nut off and like getting this person's life force from having sex, Mm -hmm. then that gets in the way of like working on this script, (laughs) you know, or like, Oh, fuck. I have to come up with these jokes. This is very hard. Why don't I um, sext this person and then try to have them come over and fuck me do you instead feel like, of like doing work? Do you feel very wanted and loved when you're fucking? Um, yeah, because I want to make the other person come. That's like my whole thing. To, I don't like I I enjoy coming, but my whole thing is like I want to make you come. I want to make you come as many times as possible and I want to make you feel good. Yeah. So that in a way you'll always come back to me. Yeah. What a great pun. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath, so anger? Mm. I used to be incredibly angry and um I would like fight a lot. And I would like Which is s- the ultimate masculine s- thing to do. Yeah, cuz I thought that's what being a man was. Like I would get drunk and fight people cuz I thought that that's what a guy does, that's what a man does, that's what a straight man does, and I'm going to be the straightest, so, fucking manliest so man. Fucking, you ever, like, watch a basketball game and they start fighting, and you're just like, I don't watch down. sports. Well, yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it's just Kobe so hyper <laughs> You're like, who is this Kobe, Kobe? Bryant? Gumble? <laughs> Kobe <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I used to like smack drinks out of people's hands, and, like try to have them fight. Very me. Like, real housewives. It was like crazy. <laughs> I, I like, uh, and um, it was mostly just to feel like a dude. Yeah. Cause I thought that's, and I was like a carpenter and I was like, this is what a guy does. You know, I was just like searching so much for just, like, like what I was. Out of wood. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything <laughs> I did had a dick in it. Like, just phallic. I, I would like sheetrock a house, but behind it, I draw like <laughs> intricate penises. <laughs> Um, that's that's also very straight too though guys love drawing dicks it's like yeah. the ultimate oh i got like really mad uh the other week at like a booker that was like kind of a dick to me mm-hmm. and i just wanted to like burn it down yeah you know but did you burn it no thankfully i because the comedy community is so much relationship oriented yeah but it's like the the what is that quote the right thing doesn't always feel Mm. right or like in the moment it takes it's hard to do the right thing but it's always right to do the hard thing or is that what it is it's or it's easy to do the wrong thing and hard to do the right thing i'm making up stuff i don't know me too all i'm thinking about (laughs) is like i should have paid more attention at scholastic book fair those scholastic book fairs were the shit i know just run around buy shit um when was the last time you were a sloth like do you get lazy uh, yeah, totally. Um, but I have to give myself permission to be lazy. 
because I'm very like constantly running around, constantly like doing a bunch of stuff. And and because of my like mania and everything, I, mm-hmm. I'm going, going, going. And then I like need to give myself permission to like, okay, take today and like sleep and don't feel guilty for it. Or sometimes I feel like you get depression because your body's like, stop, we're exhausted. Like mm. you need to rest. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's like a part of self-hate to like not give yourself that self-love. Yeah, yeah. To get mad at yourself for your your computer and your brain literally trying to recharge. Yeah. And it's like you're with your mania, you probably got so much shit done that you should be like so proud of yourself for. Yeah, and you're not, you know. But it's like when your phone runs out of battery and it's trying to charge, you're like, come on, come on, what the fuck? Yeah. That's what I do to myself when I need to catch up on sleep because I've only gotten three hours in the past three hours a night for the past five days and then i'm like my body's like i have to recharge i'm like what the fuck hurry up especially when you're fucking all the time like i fuck like one night and i'm like my sleep's off for like three days i know i know i gotta cool it (laughs) i gotta cool it (laughs) when was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something so like your ego um like missing an opportunity because i was too prideful to reach out Mm. or like you know, too prideful to go like, hey, I fucked up. Yeah, like I've had a couple like working relationships dissolve because I've been too prideful to be like, hey, I was wrong. Mm. And then uh, that's something I, I'm proud of that I've kind of gotten. I've course corrected that, but can still be an issue every once in a while, you know. Also, I f- I f- a little back to these guys. So many guys don't want to go to therapy. Oh my God. Well, I, I had to be in, I've been in therapy off and on since I was eight. Mm-hmm. So like, is that when your dad passed? I, yeah. So I had like a very love hate relationship for it, but like it got to, it got to the point where like things were so bad that I just had to go. And thankfully I've been in therapy every week since 2015 and it like totally saved my life. But, but t- I think, I think you found a good therapist too that works for you. Totally. But it's like birth control. You got to go to a million and they got to destroy you before you figure, find the right one that works. You're you right. Know? But I, I also think a lot of people's lives are very surface and good. And so therapy is a thing of like, I don't need to fix anything. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to, whatever things are good. I have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really tough to look in the mirror and go, I could be better. Yeah. You know, and then to do that work is like really tough. It's hard work. Exactly. Really tough. It's That's why a lot of people, I think, don't want to go to therapy, too, because signing up is it's hard. But what's harder? Well, it's is such a process, too. Week. It's such a process of like having to go to your intake growth. and then like, yeah, and it's not immediate. So like because you're not getting immediate results why would i keep doing something but it's like well meathead you go to the gym all the time and Mm -hmm. that sucked go to the gym for your soul hell yeah final question when was the last time you lusted over someone god (laughs) currently (laughs) i'm in such lust you're seeing someone i i mean I guess you could, you know, but it's like very much like lust and like I get off on that, you know, but then I do this like you love lust. Yeah, but I also love love. Mm -hmm. Like I I want love and I I want to give love, but I don't know if I'm capable of it right now. But in the moment during sex, nothing makes me come harder than saying like, I love you. I like role play with I love you. It's very that's something you have to unpack with your therapist yeah you're telling me (laughs) wait that's amazing and do people do you warn them or you just do it 
Well, it reaches to a point where it's like we have no other option but to say this because it's so like crazy intense. Yeah. You know, and then like you say it and it's like, okay, well, I said it in that minute in that moment, but like now I don't mean it. And then it's like, do I mean it? Do it? What is love? Are we in love? What is it? Uh, it's yeah. like, what's your name? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've had boyfriends accidentally, accidentally say it. And that's fucked up in your head because you're like in you, the moment yeah, during the moment, sex. No, no, not during sex. In like a oh goodbye, love you, and then you're like, yeah. was that like a mom thing? See, I, I can't really. I have a hard time initiating it outside of sex, but during sex, it's like I fucking love you, <laughs> you know. And then like outside of sex, it's like oh, why are you what? texting me? Oh, oh. Like I told one girl to Denny's after like dating for a while, and she goes. It took you this long? I already knew. And I was like, uh, okay, well. That took a lot for me to do. Thanks, Carly. I guess I'll just have to drink so you dump me. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, I fucking love Denny's. Um, also, I have one more question. We have yes. two more questions. Yes. You're doing it. You used to have a big fro. What happened? Why'd you cut your hair? <laughs> You'll never realize how people truly feel about you till you get a haircut. <laughs> Because I will think I look so good, and then I'll get a haircut, and people will be like, oh, thank God. You look great. I'm like, what about before? Like, I was just lying. I, didn't, I don't think it was good or bad. It was just like a, it was a look. I mean, yeah, it was a look of physical depression. Mm. <laughs> you know, I like would wear my depression outwardly, yeah. and I was like the last one to know it. I was the last one to know I was weird. I was the last one to know I was an alcoholic. <laughs> Everyone was having secret meetings behind my back about how to help me and like how to fix me. And in my head, I'm like, well, I'm great. fun. You have people that care about. And then you. I was the last one to know I was a fucking uggo, and I fell off the ugly tree and hit every <laughs> branch on the way down. <laughs> You no, know. you're hot. Yeah, thank you. I like the mustache. Thank you. Don't raise your eyebrows. I'm no, like sorry. That. No, just kidding. Sorry, I was cruising. <laughs> to wrap this up, I like to end every interview um, with the question: What advice would you give to people on how to cope with your hell? Wow. I know. To cope with hell. Yeah. When you're well, going someone, through it. Well, someone who truly has uh, had the gates of hell pull me in and let me out. I would say the best way to cope with uh, going through your hell and getting out is to be open and honest and share how you feel unabashedly, scream, yell, but allow yourself to always go back to um, the thing that is uh, helping you get out of it, which is just you have to talk about it and not to everyone to like a sing the therapy, yeah. therapy, but also the kindness and love for yourself to forgive yourself for how you're feeling. Hell yeah. Ian Finance, you're so incredible. Oh, you're Where can kind. people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram mm -hmm. at iAnimal. I-A-N-I-M-A-L. Uh, like iPhone, but with animal. animal. Yes. Speaking of, his content is so hysterical. His cat is so, so, oh, so cute. Nice. Does you. Samson have his own page? No, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't Just my page. We share. I, but I you share know how I do that? Well. Like my little boy on the bayou, yeah. you know? And you <laughs> going to his gator now. I just bought him little toy alligators and a straw hat. <laughs> so the things are getting real. <laughs> 
serious. He does comedy all over New York City. Check out his tour dates. He's touring around. Yes, I, I have a bunch of headline dates coming up. Hell yeah. Excited about so yeah, and hopefully my back will be better or else. You know what? He struggled through it because he's in hell. Uh huh. Um, I'll talk to you guys later and thank you for coming to hell. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,